all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I wanted us to stay right there because we're about to go in. Come on, let's say it together. Say, I'm blessed. Let's say it together. Because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we thank you for your presence that is with us. We thank you for your spirit that is with us. And we say, Lord, you've already been having your way. So we say, God, take us higher. 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 I just wish I could get half of this building that would agree with that. I wish I could get half of my digital family to agree with that. Lord, take us higher. What does that mean? Let our worship go up. Let our praise go up. Let our revelation flow. Let information flow. God, we cast every care on you because you, sir, you care for us. And we bless you in advance. And we bless you in advance. Why? For all the things that you have done for all the things that you have done and because of who you are we say thank you in Jesus name can I just get you to put a shout right there in this building come on and online come on what did we learn last week that the Holy Ghost will take your sound and turn it into prayer while I'm shouting he's turning it into prayer shout shout Hallelujah. Let's go to work. Our series is the ghosts and the gifts. We're learning about the Holy Ghost and the gifts that he brings. And I've taught you so far, there are what? Three spiritual experiences. Say three. The first experience is the decision to become a Christian. It's also known as salvation. This is where you are born again. And what does it mean to be born again? It literally means I am learning a new life. It's like a child. You do not expect a brand new baby to perform like an adult. Pay attention. When you give your life to the Lord, it's the same principle. You will have to, watch me, you have to crawl. Pay attention. First, you have to be carried. Then you have to crawl. Then you learn to walk. And the only way to learn how to walk is using your legs. Let me encourage somebody. God can use you as he changes you. 
He's not waiting on you to have it all together before he decides that you're good enough to be used. He wants to use you right where you are. I need you to open up your mouth and say, he can use me as he changes me. Come on, sound like an army. Say, he can use me as he changes me. Watch me, so long as you're willing to be changed. So how does he change us? We are construction sites, not museums. This is important because a museum celebrates what was, but a construction site is perpetually being built. I got good news for you. He's not done with you. I got good news for you. You may be screwed up yesterday, screwed up this morning, screwed up this evening, but guess what? He's not done with you yet. And I need to make sure you're sitting next to some people that don't see themselves as complete, but recognize that he that has begun a good work in me, he shall complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Why? But I don't think I've arrived. I realize he's working on me. And maybe this time last year, what I'm going through now, I would have lost my mind, but he's working on me. This bump somebody say he's working on you. He and you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God that you're not where you used to be. You know what? You can see progress. And for some of you, you made a whole lot. For some of you, you made a little. But no matter what, you are better today than you were yesterday. And that deserves a shout. Yeah, last year you would have cussed them out, but this year you prayed for them. Last year you would have sat in your car crying, but today you said, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will will see joys and be made glad in it. So how does he change us? It's through the second experience, when we are filled with his spirit. So therefore, the change happens from the inside out. This is when we are spirit-filled. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being spirit-filled. Think of it this way. Uh, the first experience means to be sealed by the spirit. I've used this, I think, the entire series to illustrate this point. You can see this seal at the top of this bottle. It says that it's 24 karat gold. Somebody sent me some 24 karat gold elixir water. It's amazing. Watch me. For no other reason except for the fact to say I drank some gold. You trying to spend it. That's what I live on. I need somebody to elbow somebody next to you and just say upgrades are coming to your life. Tell them. Stuff you used to have to walk through, you about to drive through. I where you used to catch the bus, you about to ride past the bus stop. I, I wish I had somebody. The house you used to drive by and say it'd be nice, you about to be the one in the... If you don't open up your mouth and your third closing is going to happen. God says if you'll sow like you've never sown, three won't be the end of you. I see 15 properties for you and I need you to rejoice right now. He says, son, if she'll sow like she ain't never sown, I'm about to do through her what nobody else in her bloodline has ever seen. Let's go. Let's go. So this second experience, oh my God, come on. So this second experience is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is where you are spirit-filled. You're not just sealed, but you're filled, which means the living God lives inside of you. And he literally begins to change you from the inside out. And that process takes time. Say it takes time. Listen, I need for some of you to realize your process of change and transformation will not happen overnight. It will take some time. The third experience is the most important to me. Why? Because it is the one that most Christians never, ever practice. 
Because if you grew up in church, what have I been teaching you? That you saw being spirit-filled as an event. I was filled with his spirit on July 19, 1984. Here's the problem. You have lived a whole lot of life since July 19, 1984. And if you're going off of that field, no wonder you're always dry. No wonder you have a bad attitude. No wonder you have to be begged to do right by God. Why? Because you are doing everything on empty. And here's what I've discovered when you're on empty. When you're on empty, you don't get anywhere. You can look pretty, but you ain't going nowhere. Your car can look very nice and be very expensive, but it's not going anywhere. And for some of you, God says, this is the season. Watch me. Well, you're not just going to look it, baby. You're about to be it. I... <laughs> You ain't just going to look successful. You are going to be successful. You're not just going to look like your life is all together. Your life is finally about to be. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's getting ready to happen. Let's go. The third experience is a refill. And I just want you to think of a refill like you would a meal. Anytime you sit down and have a good meal, you want a refill. Listen, you don't say, well, I had some water on Sunday, so I'm good today. Listen, you eat every day, you have to be filled every day. You drink every day, you have to be filled every day. Matter of fact, you want to know what's funny about you? You eat multiple times a day. So if you eat multiple times a day, this would mean then using the same logic that you have to be refilled several times a day. This is important because if you look at the same people who are in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit comes and fills them, if you read your Bible, you'll see a couple of chapters later, that same group of people gets filled again. Why? Because it was not enough to just say we got it on the day of Pentecost. No, nope. watch me. The evening of Pentecost, we had some stuff go down. And we needed a refill. Uh, for some of you, watch me. You're on a high right now. And I pray you stay this way until Sunday. But watch me. You're not going to stay this way unless you stay filled. And so for some of you, the moment you walk out this building, Lord, I need a refill. Why? I got to go home and deal with some stuff. I got to deal with some people that weren't in church with me. I got to deal with some people that weren't watching online with me. And so before I get around them, I need a refill. I got to go to a job tomorrow. I need a refill. I got to deal with family tomorrow. I need a refill. I got to deal with business tomorrow. I need a so in this I taught you that when you stay spirit filled this is how you will succeed Zechariah 4 6 then he replied this is the word of the Lord spoke to Zerubbabel which means these are God's words you won't succeed by might or by power he's not saying you won't succeed he's saying this is not how you're going to do it and often watch me you have more faith in your aim than his ability to guide what you shot you missed it so I'll back it up and say it again Pay attention. He says, you won't succeed by might or by power. Can I ask you a question? Do, do you really think that it was David's aim that took Goliath down? Y'all have been, come on. Do, do you really think that David was that skilled of a marksman that he could take Goliath down? Or do you think that God jumped in and did it? Watch me. For some of you, you keep thinking it's your planning that's going to be why you succeed. It's good to plan, but God says, I'll tear your plan up and still make it work. I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm just saying you won't succeed by might nor by power, but it's going to be by my spirit. If I stay filled, I will be fulfilled. Say it with me. Say, if I stay filled, I'll be fulfilled. He says you won't succeed by might or by power. Your education is good. You should be educated. Your prowess is good. You should have prowess. Your erudite nature is amazing. You should have that. Your ecclesiastical understanding of the holy and sacred writ is amazing. Some of you all are Googling what I'm saying right now. 
Oh, it's me. But God says, that's not why you're going to succeed. You're going to succeed because of my spirit. Watch this last part, says the Lord of armies. In other words, God says, my spirit is going to teach you how to fight. He did not call himself Jehovah Jireh. He could have done that right here. He did not call himself Jehovah Nisi. He could have done that right here. He refers to himself as the Lord of armies right here. In other words, he says, watch, it. watch me. When you stay spirit-filled, there's going to be something different about how you fight. Matter of fact, you won't fight by yourself. I'm going to send the army to support you. But my army is looking for me. Pay attention. So when you're filled with me and they see you in me, then they're going to come and support you. Could it be that you feel like you have no support because every time your support shows up, it's all you and no God? Open up your mouth and say, I need a refill. I Succeed has two very interesting definitions. The first, it means to achieve the desired result. You can look successful and not be a success because you didn't achieve your desired result. See, we look at success and we think cash, cars, and clothes, which is why I always teach you it's much bigger than that because there's billionaires that can't even stay married. And I'm not saying staying married is success because if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. Watch me. Even money can't make wrong right. Oh, my God. Watch me. But pay attention. Uh, what happens is you didn't achieve the desired result. Uh, I was sharing the other day in the preview that a multi-million, uh, I think it's like worth $200 million in New York, he just jumped out of his window. He just said, I'm over it, and just jumped. But which means he had money. He had a beautiful deluxe apartment in the sky. But one day, watch me, he told himself it's not worth it. Mm. I'm so glad that when you told yourself that, the spirit said, you better live. Watch me, this isn't for everybody, but for anybody in this building and anybody online where you have ever confronted thoughts of ending your life or thoughts that it's not worth it, I need you to give God a praise right now. Matter of fact, get on your feet, get on your feet and give him, if you've ever been there, if you've ever, don't you be ashamed of somebody around you, forget them, this is about you giving glory to your God. Say, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Watch me, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that when you were talking to you, he came and talked some more to you. I'm so glad that when you were speaking to yourself, he started speaking louder than you. I'm so glad he didn't let you find the bottle. I'm so glad he didn't, okay. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm so glad that you just fell asleep. Oh my God. <laughs> he, says, he says, you will achieve the desired result. Then the second definition of succeed is to take over a throne, inheritance, office, or position from. Pay attention. The reason he says he's the Lord of armies right there is because there's something you're about to take. And sometimes a takedown needs a fight. <laughs> sometimes a takedown needs a war. And here's what you got to understand about the spirit. He won't remove the war. He's just going to teach you how to be strategic in fighting it. See, for some of you, watch me. Here's what I've learned about the Holy Ghost. There, 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 there's situations sometimes where you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. My might and my power. And sometimes the Spirit will say, what? Mm -mm, don't do nothing. And you'll want to do it, and you'll be stopped from doing it. Who am I talking to? You'll want to send it, and you'll be like, I ain't going to send it. You'll want to call and be like, I ain't going to call. You like, and watch me. And it's not fear. It's the Spirit holding your hand back. Because he says, I'm about to whoop their head if you'll get out the way. I'm about to make them send you what you were about to have to fight for. I'm going to teach you how to be strategic in your fight because this is about to be a takeover and you're not going to be taken. I need everybody to open your mouth, say, I take over. 
I don't take sides. This is to take over a throne, a seat of authority. For, for some of you, watch me, God, God has had you and your manager close because you're about to take their seat. He put David around Saul so Saul would know what to do when he got the seat. Inheritance, that means there's something that's been passed down for you, something that's waiting on you. God says, listen, there's something that you have to take. Even though it's been stored up for you, you have to take it. What if everything, I just heard the Lord loud and clear. Flow with me, please, okay? What if everything, what if everything that fear made you not do? Hold on, wait a minute. What if everything fear made you not do? What if God says, I didn't, watch me, 1 Samuel chapter 30, I didn't destroy it, I held it. Uh-uh, 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 pay attention, pay attention. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, David, uh, the, the Ziklag is attacked, and it's attacked by this army, and the Bible says that they took everything, they didn't destroy anything, and David had to go, and what did David do? Come on, he got spiritual. They spoke of stoning David. They said they're going to stone him. They, they had given up. People were acting a fool with David. And the Bible says that David got spiritual. He went to the man of God and he began to pray. He got spiritual. In essence, he got a refill. Say, I need a refill. This is why church attendance is so important because sometimes you're about to give up on something that God says it ain't even gone. You just can't see it. And watch me. And the Bible says that David prayed and David asked two questions. He says, shall I pursue and will I be successful? Will I be successful? Will I be successful? Will I achieve my desired result? Will I be able to take what's been stored up for me? And the Bible says that the Lord responded and says, you shall pursue, you shall overtake. And again, God added something. And without fail, you're going to recover all. Here's what's amazing. David didn't just get what they took. David got their stuff too. I'm here to tell somebody, God says, I took it and put it in an interest-bearing account, and now you got what they took and some interest. I... You're about to get your joy back and some, your peace of mind back and some, your self-esteem back and some, your money back and some. So when David got spiritual, he recognized and realized that his stuff wasn't destroyed, it was just displaced. So when the scripture says you're going to take over an inheritance, inherit, inherit, it's in here. <laughs> you just don't know that it's in here because you didn't stay filled for the spirit to show you where it was. And you keep reading the story. The Bible says after they pray, David goes with some men. Some men give up. At a particular brook, David keeps going, and as David keeps going and David keeps moving, David runs into one of the guys that was part of that army that had gotten tossed to the side. And he, watch me, they, they were kind to the gentleman. Watch me, when your spirit feels, you'll be kind when you don't want to be. And because they were kind, the young man began to tell David, oh, listen, the army's right over there. He didn't even know who he was talking to. See, you're about to meet somebody and your kindness, they're about to give you one piece of information that's going to change the rest of this year for you. 
They're about to introduce you to one new client that's about to change your situation. They're about to introduce you to one person that's going to change your situation. For some of you, somebody tagged you on this stream tonight, and that is the introduction that's about to change your life. Take over a throne, an inheritance, an office, or a position from. Say, I take over. I take over. So, so, so pay attention to this. I told you that you'll succeed, will succeed, because the Holy Spirit empowers us. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power. That word power there is dunamis. It's dynamite, which means ability. God says, I'm going to give you ability. Pay attention. You will have ability when your spirit feels that you don't have when you're not. You will have ability when you stay filled that you don't. Let me prove it to you. Once you ask, watch me, there's something you're like, I just can't do it. Then you get a refill. I got this. Who in the last 30 days since I've been teaching you this, one moment you're like, I just can't do it. And you're like, Lord, I need a refill. And then five minutes later, God says, I will give you the ability to get it done. I just need you to get it done for my strength. I need you to get it done for my power. He says, I'll give you ability. I'll give you abundance. That means you'll have more than what you need. You'll have more strength than you need. Watch me. You'll have more energy than you need. I pray you don't need an alarm clock. Why? I pray you have an abundance of energy when you get up in the morning. I rebuke lethargy. I rebuke lethargy. I rebuke issues of irregularities with your blood that cause you to sleep and not be able to get up. Who am I talking to right there? Is that you? That's you. I come here. I in the name. Come here. In the name of God, just called you out. I need y'all to go up with me, please. Come here. So in the name of Jesus, I command the healing power of the Lord from the top of your head to the soles of your feet that your blood be regulated now. I need everybody to shout right there. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, remake the sails. I curse where it entered your bloodline. I curse where it entered your bloodline and you will be the curse breaker. You will be the interruption. You are the end of it. It ends with you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ability, abundance. Y'all just got to flow with me tonight. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Ability, abundance, meaning. Leave it right there. Leave it right there. So y'all get up and she can get up. Watch me. Watch me. Some of you need to see God's about to interrupt your life that way. You're going to be on your job and the CEO is going to say, come here. And I need you to be ready because he's about to take you from downstairs all the way up. You're about to go from serving the customers to being over customer service. I go with me. Let's go. Abundance. Meaning. 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 He says you'll have a why now. You'll have a why behind your what? See, if you don't have a good why behind your what, whenever your what's difficult, you'll give up. Well, watch me. I rebuke the, the, the spirit of a quitter. Spirit, what does that mean? Mentality. There's some people who don't finish nothing. I'm, I'm coming after that spirit right now. I curse in your bloodline the spirit of a quitter and the spirit of a runner that every time something gets difficult, you give up. Every time something gets confusing, you give up. I speak the spirit of a finisher to you. You are a finisher. Now unto him, the Bible says he is our example. Say he's my example. Say he's a finisher. And so am I. 
Say, if I start it, I'm going to get it done. Shut your complaining up and get it done. On three, everybody say it like you're from the deep south. Get her done. G-E-T apostrophe E-R-D-O-N-E. You ready? One, two, three. Look at me. Look. Ability. Abundance. Meaning. God says, I'm going to give you a why. I'm going to give you a why that's going to give you what you need to fight through when your what becomes difficult. I'm going to give you might. This means it's impressive to watch you fight. Watch me. Let me tell you what, when I talk to people, I, people tell me all their accomplishments. To be honest, I don't care about that. It's like, ah, okay, that's nice. And people name drop and all that. I don't care about that. Let me tell you what impresses me. When I hear how they made it. I like movies. Let me tell you about what's love to do with, what's love got to do with is my favorite movie. Because when I watch how she went from anime Bullock, thrown away by her mama, Watched her daddy beat her mama, abuse her mama. Her mama walked away from her nut bush, which is not too far from Memphis, Tennessee. And then I watch her go through this transformation of life and go from the backside of a podunk country town and to where she is now, uh, watch me, today uh, in, the, in, in one of the most celebrated musical artists ever. Uh, and pay attention. W what I like about her story, can I be honest with you? It, it, it is not even the great celebrations. What I like about the story is her limo scene. And if you've never seen the movie, you can't appreciate the limo scene. But for some of you, you've been letting the devil Ike you. You've been letting the enemy Ike you. You've been letting your money problems Ike you. You've been letting your family drama Ike you. And in the limo, Tina, after years of being beaten and abused, Tina said, uh-uh. I came for somebody's uh-uh tonight. Tina said, wait a minute. And she took what the enemy was using on her and she used it on him. And she looked at the enemy and said, is that the best you got? I need for somebody in this building and online to say no more. Say, devil, is that the best you got? I like seeing her survive. I like seeing her win. <laughs> Let's go. It's impressive to watch you. Then miracle working. And God says, I'm going to work miracles through you. you. You will figure it out. Some of you are like, how did I figure that out? It was God. When you Strength. Say strength of God. When you stay spirit filled, you'll have his strength. What is his strength? Every time he got to something, he figured it out. Somebody was saying something the other day, like, what are you going to do? And, they, and then they said this to me. They said, never mind. I know you'll figure it out. Uh, what's me? What's me? Because I stay filled. It's not just intellect. It's not just knowledge. It's the spirit. What's me? Mighty work, violence. That means to be focused and unwavering. That means that you won't waver because you're dealing with waves. I need for you to understand waves are going to come. That's not an excuse to waver. People are going to be inconsistent. That's not an excuse for you to be inconsistent. People are going to walk out. You can't. You don't have the luxury of being a sloppy half. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm violent. I'm violent. I'm, I am focused and I'm unwavering. I am focused and I am unwavering. I know exactly. Watch me. I don't know where I'm going, but I know who I'm following. 
Jesus, he told him, he says, come follow me. See, for some of you, watch me, you're like, but I can't focus because I don't know where I'm headed. That's above your pay grade. The only thing you're supposed to do is know who you're supposed to follow. And when you know what you're supposed to follow, then to do that. And I'm so glad that together we're following the Lord, which means I don't need you to tell me everywhere I'm going. I don't need you to give me all the details. You are the God of the details. So all I need to do is be faithful in my follow through and faithful what you told me to do. But I know what I'm following so I can be focused on who I'm following, not necessarily concerned about where I'm going. Watch me, watch me. Uh, pecuniary ability. This is the influence and power that comes with strength and riches. Which means when you stay spirit-filled, people are going to treat you like you got a lot of money. Even if you don't. Here's what's good about you. Say, I'll have it, and they'll treat me like I have it. Uh-uh, let me correct that. Say, I have it, and they treat me like I have it. This is what the word means. It's what the word means. It's what the word means. Moral power. This means you can say yes when you need to say yes, no when you need to say no. You ever want to do something and you had set your mind, like you knew it was wrong, but you're like, but this one I'm going to do though. Come on, middle section. Come on, thank you, thank you. Come on, thank you. You ever like, look, I know this is dead wrong, but I'm going to do it. Watch me. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. Come here, come here, come here. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. Come here, come here, come here. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. I had y'all do something similar the other day. Let's do it. The Holy Ghost, watch me. Come, y'all face one another. Here's what the Holy Ghost will do. So, so this is, in this example, this is the Holy Ghost. In this example, this you. Right? So you decided you're going to do your own thing. But the, whole, but the Holy Ghost, watch me, he'll snatch you up. All right, let's go to this camera shot. There you go. Got to see him. There you go. You ready? So, so, so notice what he does. Is by the time you get to doing what you wanted to do. You, you not understand. See, he blocked you from even, watch me. So now when you're trying to do trifling, trying to do ratchet, trying to do wrong, watch me, it's too late. I wish I had a witness in here that watch me. You decided to do wrong, but the Holy Ghost got in your way and blocked you. And by the time it was time to do wrong, you were like, shoot, I'm tired. I don't even feel like I don't hear nobody in here. He'll snatch you up thinking, I'll fix his shirt. Fix him up real nice. Gotta fix, fix him up. And then watch me. Once he snatches you up, he'll send you out looking good. Because watch me. Because he says, you represent me. Now go, go, go make it. And here's what he does. He don't tell nobody what he blocked you from doing. He'll cover you. And he'll keep you. Look at the, look at the meaning. Look at the meaning. Look, 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 look. Excellence. Excellence starts with the five T's. So, so excellence means to do well. To do your best with what you have. See, some of you keep saying, well, if I had better, I would do better. And he says, no, you wouldn't because it's a mentality. You will, do, you will do good and you will do well and you will excel with whatever you have. Which means if all you have is peanut butter and jelly, if you choose to excel, you'll, you'll, find, you'll get creative. You'll make little peanut butter and jelly triangles on your plate and set it up real nice and, and put it on Instagram like it's a gourmet sandwich. See, watch me. God says, I, watch me, stop asking me for more until you excel with what you have. And I'm so excited that some of you, you've been handling what you have so well. God says, you've been excelling with that. You, you have taken a bad hand and played that well. And because you can be trusted with little, I'm about to trust you with. You've been serving with excellence. I'm about to trust you with. Don't. Five T's, faithful church attendance. You have to be excellent in that, which means God is like, listen, you need to have perfect attendance. What's perfect attendance? I don't miss. 
And listen, I don't just teach it, I live it. And just to be clear, I don't only do it. You the pastor. No, 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 let's be clear. I did it before I was a pastor. Matter of fact, anytime somebody says something to me, of, you know, let's do it on a Wednesday, I say, I'm not doing that. Can you do it on a Sunday? No. It says one Sunday. I said, to you. I said, but I'm concerned about making sure that he knows that you're not as important as him. So while you think it's acceptable, I don't. And don't be mad at me because he trusts me with more than he trusts you with because you don't excel at attendance. You almost somebody say excel, excel, excel. Five T's, your time. Your thirst, that's your prayer, praise, and worship. Like, listen, don't worry about other people looking at how you dancing and looking at how you shout and looking at how you pray. Look, you say, but Bishop, I don't have rhythm like other people. That's okay. They ain't got it as good as they think either. It's all in your head. Just move your feet to the beat. Listen. Look, look, in your prayer, praise, and worship, God is like, listen, God says, you should excel at that. If I look across the room, if I look across online, and I see who's excelling in their prayer, praise, and worship, it should be you. What does that mean? I go above and beyond. Watch me, not for you. See, I'm not shouting because I want you to say, ooh, he can shout. I'm shouting because I want him to know that if I heard one loud, watch me get louder than that one. If you want to make it a competition, let's make it a competition. But I will excel at giving my God what he owes. Let's practice right now. I need you to be the loudest and the most vibrant one on your row. One, two, three, go. Jesus. 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 The sound that just came out of this building is about to sh The sound that just came out of your house is about to shake some stuff. Say, I'm excelling. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Woo! I've never heard y'all like that. Which means, <laughs> let me prophesy one more time. If I ain't never heard you like that, Then that means heaven's never heard you like that. Which means heaven's about to do for you what it's never done for you yet. Go! Come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Let's go, let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go. You gotta go. Woo! Your time, that's church attendance. Say perfect attendance. Your thirst, that's your prayer, praise, and worship. Which means I excel at that. I owe him that. It's not about my personality. It means I'm just not that type of person. See, again, you think you come to be worshipped. You're not worshipping him. So let's just tell the truth that you're, you're a Satanist. Because Satanists don't worship the devil. They worship self. There are very few what are called deistic Satanists, which they look at Satan as deity. Most Satanists, 99% of Satanists, no, they don't worship the devil. They worship self. So they say, if I want a banana, even though the doctor said don't eat banana, the Bible said don't eat banana, I know I ain't supposed to eat banana, I eat banana, my leg get move over here, all this here, get fluid on your knee, all that, they're going to eat the banana. Why? Because to them, I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm grown. So for some of you who say praise and worship is not my personality, listen, see, again, you're making comparison to somebody else. So, so, so that's not the goal. The goal is, watch me, I'm going to excel. So I owe him praise because he said to give it to him. So, so it's not even about, oh, I just feel like I'm being emotional. See, again, you think it's about you. See, see you, have a you have a fundamental misunderstanding about what it is. It's not about you. It's about what he said he wanted. 
He said, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. He said, kara, which means to dance. He said, tahila, which means to sing. He said, toda, yada, which means to lift your hand. He said that. Say, I'll give him what I owe him. Come on, we got to move. He says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, all right, time, uh, 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 thirst, treasure, that's faithful giving. Listen, faithful givers flourish. You see the praise reports. You read the praise reports. Some of you, you are the praise reports. But some of you, though, you just haven't shifted into doing it yet. Watch me. And that's because instead of staying spirit-filled, you take a look at your files. And so now you have more faith in the bill you can see instead of the God that can pay the bills. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And I need you, watch me, to say, I will not withhold from the Lord. Come on. I, this is something, when I learned the principle, I started doing it, and I, and I was passionate about it. I mean, every time, even now, I love text to give, because l- let me get $4. I'm, now, I don't give 40 cents. It's going to cost more than that for them to just process it, but I, I'll immediately go in, and I will sow. Let somebody give me anything. I will not touch it until I have given. Anyone around me will tell you that I, I don't play when it comes to that. If anybody hands me anything, I am the first thing I do is so why? Because I want to make sure that God gets his off the top, and then I want to make sure that I'm a faithful giver. Watch me, because I stay spirit-filled, which is why your account's going to stay filled. Time, church attendance, thirst, prayer, praise, and worship, treasure, faithful giving, tithes, offerings, first use, love offering. All right? Talent, that's serving in church. Pay attention. When you stay spirit-filled, you realize that my serve is, is bigger than me. Like, my assignment is not for me. It's for other people. And can I be honest with you? There have been plenty. Of, can I be very honest with you? There have been plenty of times I just said, God, but it's not about me. So when I stay filled, I can fulfill my assignment. That way, when you're starting to say, well, I this and I this and I that. See, some of you, here's your problem, is you have itis. Everything is about I. Well, I this and I that and I this and I that. And, I. and God says, to hell with your eyes. This is the reason why, watch me, I cannot trust you with what you ask me for. is because I can't even trust you to serve me for it. I I need you to elbow somebody next to you and just say, get rid of the eyes. Get rid of the Because when he can trust you to serve, watch me. When he can trust you to do it for free, he has no problem paying you back. I'm so glad that, watch me, I'm so glad for the stuff I've done for no compensation. Why? Because it wasn't going to be enough compensation to take care of me anyhow. But my serve is how I serve. Watch me, and Jesus says the greatest among you shall be your servant. It's not about you. It's about using what he gave you to serve somebody else. And I need you to elbow somebody next to you and just tell them, you look great. Say, you must be a servant. And I'm not saying that to beat anybody down. I'm just trying to tell you, you cannot take, you cannot take the elevator to greatness and skip a serve. You can't. You can't. It's non-negotiable. Thirst, prayer, praise, and worship. Time, faithful church attending. Treasure, faithful giving your tithes, offering, first fruits, and love offering. And what's the last one? Talent, that's serving in church. And thank you. Finally, you own it. It's testimony. Testimony is inviting people to church. Hear me, Harvest. We have a responsibility to invite people. Are you blessed by being a part of Harvest and coming to church and getting the word and getting the message? No, if you're not, it's okay. Don't say anything. Okay, wow. Okay, all right. Praise him. I know what I'm called to do, so that's okay. It's totally okay. Me and him are good. Right? Uh, pay attention. Uh, pay attention. 
So then, watch me. Why would you not invite someone to be a part of something that blesses you? Why would you say, well, I don't want them coming because it's my safe space. Well, okay, well, let them get saved, and then, and, then, and then maybe they won't be, watch me, a threat to your safe space. I've heard people say, I don't really want them coming to my church. Well, no, no, that's foolish. You don't do nothing with a restaurant. I don't really want them to know where I eat because they may be in there one day I go in there to eat. I, I want to challenge everybody. If you've never invited anybody to church, I want you to do it between now and Sunday. I need everybody. Let's see. We got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days, and then Sunday. So can I get everybody? How many of you, Holy Ghost, move right now with the spirit of conviction? In Jesus' name. How many between now and Sunday you're going to invite at least three people to church? Come on. Come on, in person, or you can do it digitally. Come on, just put your hand up. Just put your hand up. Everybody's hands should be up. Because some of you say, well, Bishop, I don't even go out the house. I stay in the house and I play with my cats. That's fine. <laughs> you can share it on social media. At some point, those cats need to be fed. So you have to walk to the door. Say, Bishop, I get it delivered. Well, the Amazon person has to drop it at the door. So when you get the little ping on your phone, walk to the door and say, Hey! Then shut the door real fast, okay? It's, all right, say, I invite. I invite. See, when Jesus knows that you're building what he's building, he has no problem building what you're building. Amen. On this rock, I will build my church. So if he's building his church, then we should be building it. How do we build it? We invite. So when we become inviters, we literally, watch me, God says, you've inspired me to help you do what you're doing. Now, what are you doing? You're building what I'm building, so what are you doing? And I'll come help you build what you're building when you help me build what I'm building. But if you're not building what I'm building, I'm not building what you're building because the only building I'm building is what I said I was building. Y'all with me? Let's go. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses, this means you're going to produce some fruit in your city, in your region, and beyond your region. Make this declaration. Say, I'm bigger than my zip code. Make this declaration. Say, I'm bigger than my city. Come on, make this declaration. Say, I'm bigger than my state. Come on, for some of you, for some of you, only those of you who got big faith right here, say, I'm bigger than my country. I just heard the Lord, five of you, you need to get your passports together. Because your first international trip is coming up. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to. But for some of you, you ain't just going to be taking no vacation to Los Angeles and Miami. You ain't just going to be going to visit New York. You're about to go see the wonders of the world. And when you go, you're going to take the kingdom. Let's go. And to the ends of the earth. What does this mean? And arts and entertainment. Business, church, education, family, government, and media. God says you're going to bear fruit in all of these spheres. And that represents the end of the earth. Say fruit. Now, now, pay attention to this. Part of that fruit that we bear is, is, is not just things, but it is also the fruit of the Spirit. So watch me. Today's message is called Bearing the Fruit of the Spirit. And I want to quickly get to that and move in this. Watch me. Are you being blessed? Yes, is God speaking to you? Yes, Would you holler and let him know? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go. So look, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit. What does that word walk mean? Be occupied with and live life by and follow in the spirit, in the spirit. It says, I need you to be occupied with spiritual things. I need you to live life by spiritual things. 
I need you to follow spiritual things. And you shall not fulfill the lust. Lust means desires of the flesh. What does the flesh mean? The flesh means, watch me, it deals with your soul, your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So your flesh and your spirit, your soul and your spirit, they often fight one another. The Bible says that there's enmity between the two. They hate one another. So your spirit is like, let's do right. And your soul is like, ah, but somebody did wrong to us, so we're justified. <clears throat> your spirit is like, let's ensure that we're doing what the word says. And then your flesh is like, well, God understands. Right? Verse 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. It desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. Watch me. Look at this next part. So that you do not do the things you wish. He said, if you don't stay spirit filled, you will live a life wishing that you did. But you never did. I need you to encourage somebody next to you, elbow them and say, but that won't be your story. Why? Pay attention because, the, watch me, the flesh, which is your soul, it wants an instantaneous fix. But the spirit wants fruit. And guess what? Fruit takes time. Fruit takes time to grow. You cannot plant a piece of fruit, a seed for fruit today and see a harvest tomorrow. It takes time. Which means I got to stay filled so I can produce the fruit. You are never going to produce the fruit of what you uproot. Open your mouth, say, I'm producing fruit. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh. What is your flesh also? Your soul. What's your soul? Mind, thoughts, will, emotions. See, for those of you who live by your emotions, you live by your flesh, and your flesh is anti-spirit. I, I feel some type of way. Paul is saying you live by your flesh, and your flesh is against your spirit. So that means you literally are saying that your soul has control. It's quiet right there. All right, let's go. Let's go. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. What are they? They're adultery. Adultery is not just cheating on your spouse. Adultery means you break your agreements. It means you said we could count on you, but we can't. That makes you an adulterer. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right there. All right? All right? You said you were going to get it done. Everybody was counting you and get it done, and it wasn't until after it was supposed to get done, did somebody know something. That's adultery because you broke your agreement. It got quiet right there. Say, Lord, forgive me. For adultery. Okay. Right. It's, it's deeper than just cheating on your spouse. Right. Sue, fornication is sex outside of a marital covenant. All right. Uh, that's pretty straightforward. Okay. All right. I'm not going to have you to raise your hands and say nothing to do nothing. Everybody just say, thank you for covering me, Jesus. Come on. Come on, everybody just say that. Say, thank you for covering me, Jesus. Right. And don't get quiet when we start talking about sex. Uncleanness, 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 lewdness, idolatry. I'm going to move fast. Uh, idolatry, uh, uncleanness and lewdness. Let me see if I can, if I can make those as palatable as possible. Uh, and, um, okay, let's go here. Um, uncleanness isn't just because people say cleanliness is next to godliness. This is not dealing just with natural cleanliness, which is important. Please look at somebody next to you and say, it's important. It's important. Don't be stinking in the name of the Lord. If you know you praise heavy, put something in your purse to help you deal with it right after you praise. Y'all ain't going to talk right through there. Right? Watch me. It, it, it literally means that, watch me, that the way you approach things is you do not approach them from a pure place. You approach them from murky motives. Lewdness. That's how you do it. Say, I refuse. Talk to me Wednesday to walk in the spirit of ratchet. 
Idolatry. It means you make an idol out of something. You can make an idol. An idol is anything that you make more important than God. For some of you, can I be honest with you? You need to repent to the Lord tonight while your children are your idol. Because let them have something going on. To heck with God. I'm not saying this to judge you. I'm saying it to just give you the word. For some of you, for some of you, watch me. Your ego is your idol. Let you think somebody ain't handling you the way you're supposed to be handled. Let's go. Say, Lord, forgive me for idolatry. Sorcery. This means drug use. This is not sorcery with, with you know, with little eight, you know, little magic ball things with the little. This isn't call me now, Cleo stuff. Okay. This isn't that. Sorcery is drug use. He says, when you, when you use drugs, and pay attention, because somebody's going to be I don't use no drugs. No, you get high on your own supply. Right? Drug use. It means you're doing something to alter your natural state so that it has control over you. That makes you a sorcerer, scripturally speaking. All right? Say, Lord, forgive me for sorcery. Don't judge nobody if they're dealing with, with, with that. Because right? some of you are like, Bishop, I don't use no illegal drugs. Operative word, illegal. Because you sure be going in on them Benadryls. I'm just saying. You and NyQuil know one another very well. And you don't even be sick. Elbow somebody say, don't judge anybody. Don't judge anybody. But how many can be honest? We've all, what are the ones I've already read so far? We've all done it. Come on, let's just be honest. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Hatred, all right? Listen, hatred. That's, that's pretty straightforward. Um, God says, listen, this is a work of the flesh. Contentions. Always contending to fight when there is no victory. Always being the difficult one to deal with. You call it, I'm just expressing my opinion and it's a, I can get my opinion. God says, you're contentious. Because you're stirring up stuff and you're just creating problems for the sake of creating problems. There's not even any reason for you to create problems like this. You always got a problem. Can I tell you what to do with people who always have a problem? Release them. I have learned if you want to contend all the time, I'll tell you what, you can go. Be encouraged because I'm not going to fight you when I'm supposed to be fighting to advance what God's called me to do. I need for some of y'all to let some people know, keep on starting stuff with me, you hear? And I Jealousy. Say, I'm not jealous of anybody. Whoa, come on, y'all, we're about to go. Why? Because God is doing something through you. He's not doing through anybody else. And you're not in competition with anybody else. You're in competition with yesterday's version of yourself. Which is why we build one another up. We don't tear one another down. Because you can't be me and I can't be you. So you do you, but celebrate me for doing me. Elbow somebody next to you and say, I celebrate you. Say, I'm not jealous of you. I'm not hating on you. I want to see you win. Come on in the building online and say, because if you win, we all win. Saying for the rest of this year, one thing we're doing, winning. I wish you had some winners on your row. I wish you had some winners in your section. I wish you had some winners on Facebook. I wish I had some winners on YouTube. I wish I had some winners in the app. Find you somebody else and say, you're winning. You're winning. You're winning. You're winning. You're winning. Let's go. Outbursts of wrath. Which means you act a fool when you're mad. Now, listen. How many of us? Come on. Wrath is hot anger. 
And some of you said, Bishop, I don't outburst, I get quiet. That's, that's witchcraft. What do you mean, Bishop, to get quiet? I don't want to say nothing crazy. Mm -mm. So it's one thing to be quiet because you don't want to say anything crazy. It's another thing to be quiet because you want to control. I ain't going to say nothing. And everybody in this car going to feel it. Everybody in this house going to feel it. Everybody going to know you come home and slam encounters. Daddy must be mad. Mama must be mad. And God says, if you would have stayed filled, watch me, rather than slam the counter or slam the cabinet, you would have said, I thank God I got a house. I thank God I got food in these cabinets. I thank God that I paid cash for what I, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Let's go. Selfish ambitions. He says, everything you do is self-centered. Self-centered people, and I got to hurry up, are always difficult people to deal with because when they're on your team, they're actually not on it. Self-centered people are always the reason teams lose games. Because I'm not passing you the ball, I need the shot. Y'all didn't hear what I just said right there? Watch me, watch me. If you're on a singing team, well, when am I going to get a solo? Baby, this is a team. If you don't ever get a solo, it's a team. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If you serve in a ministry, well, when am I going to get to be in church? Baby, this is a team. On your team at your job, they're never trying to help everybody else get it done. They're making sure they CC the boss on everything so that they cover their tail, but they don't. Okay, y'all. Dissensions. Ooh, ooh, here we go. Uh, dissension in Greek, I had to put this one on there for you. It means a click with out-of-order people. What's an out-of-order person? They refuse to follow whatever the order is. So, so a dissension here, it literally means that they create a little click. So they don't listen, they don't listen, they don't listen. Like, let's be a group of people who don't listen. They the ones, watch me, you, can, you see them at the board meeting, you see them at the meeting, because they the ones that, watch me, that they talking and all of that, and then they always never producing, but they always on their phone, they always doing stuff, they always asking personal questions. You're like, can you get your personal production up? You asking me about what I did over the weekend. How about what you gonna do today on Monday? Because I'm tired of them giving me your work. Who am I talking to in this building? Got to care. Oh, we're all a team. No, she don't never care nobody's stuff. This ain't no team. This is slavery. She don't do nothing. I gotta move. So watch me. So they're the ones, watch me. They'll start making eyes and stuff with people in the room. And they, all the out of, out of all the order, out of order people, they'll start communicating. So like, we have a new policy. Everybody's gonna do this, and then they make an eyes with the other one. Here, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that's evil. Say, Lord, forgive me. Hold on, we gotta cover all this for hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions, dissensions. Here's this next one, heresies. This is crimes against the church. I, I, can I be honest with you? I have seen people do to God's church. I'm like, you, you, like how could you even do this to the church? How do, how do you use a place to build you up and then once you think you used it, then you just. God says, this is evil. This is the work of the, f 
flesh. He says you will use the church and commit a crime against it. What does this mean? That you'll tear it down with your words. It built you up, but you tear it down. It lifted you up, but you tear it down. The moment you don't get something the way you want it to go, your season shifted and your season changed. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. It's a crime against the church. It's a crime against the church. You come and get fed, but don't pay for it. Let's move. Envy. Oh, man. I got to hurry up. Murders. Drunkenness. Revelries. And the like, of which I tell you beforehand. Let's all apologize to the Lord for that. Say, Lord, forgive me for heresies, envy. Somebody else said, Bishop, I ain't killed nobody now. No, not literally. You just murdered the rep. You, you, murdered, you murdered people's perception of them based on something you thought but didn't know. So when we say, say forgive me for murders, drunkenness, revelries and the like all right i'll take it from here of which i tell you beforehand just as i told you in times past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god in other words he says you will not experience heaven's attributes on earth you will not experience what god says you can be and who god says you are you will not experience god's mo he didn't necessarily specifically say here you would go to hell for these things he said that these are things where you will not inherit the kingdom problem is, is that when this becomes your practice then this becomes your destination I, I got to move. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, let's go to this last couple of verses. Come on, come on, I got to get you out of here. You ready? But the fruit of the Spirit, this is where I needed to get you. The fruit of the Spirit. If I stay Spirit-filled, this is what I produce. I produce love. If it's difficult to love people, can we have some honest conversation? How many of you right now, because of some stuff you've been through with people, you're finding it difficult to love people right now? Come on, let's just be honest. Let's just, let's just be honest. I get it, I get it. Listen, listen, I get it. As a shepherd, listen, sheep have teeth. And with gold grills. <laughs> right? so, so don't think, don't think I don't know what it is to be there. I remember going through something one time in ministry, and I said, God, listen, mm-mm, nope, nope. I told him. And then I got my mind together. But for them two, three minutes, I was like, listen, sir, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not. I said, I'm not doing all of that. I said, because this hurts. And I said, and I said, Lord, I said, I don't under, I can't conceive in my mind the concept of doing to a man who has been good to you what some have done to me. I said, I don't get it because I, I honor, I appreciate. Not perfect, but I honor. I appreciate. I was like, God, I don't get it. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. So I wouldn't even use the term I love you. I'm like, God bless. Be encouraged. Keep God first. Let the Lord lead you. I was like, I don't even want to say I love you. And then I created different types of I love you. So that in my mind, well, they didn't know I didn't say the real one. And dealing with friends, not church, but dealing with friends and things like that. Because I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And the Lord was like, son, I am love. I made you to love. You're at your best when you love. The reason it's difficult to love is because you're trying to do it. You need me filling you to be able to love. Because watch me, I didn't stop loving you because you ticked me off one day. So I need you to learn how to love. Watch me, I need you to even learn how to love difficult people. 
I need you to eat. Oh, it got quiet right through there. I need you to even learn how to love after people have disappointed you. Love doesn't necessarily mean a return to what the relationship was before there was a breach. It just means that I refuse to hate because that's too much power. Elbow somebody said you got to love. All right, good. Joy. Joy is a state of being. Happiness is because of happiness. Joy is a state of being. Joy means I'm good. Say I'm good. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, I'm good. Peace. Peace. That is the Hebrew word what? Shalom. Which means that's the inside job. And that, I'm gonna, you know, that's the biggest piece of fruit on the table. Let me tell you why. The reason it's the biggest piece of fruit on the table is because your peace is an inside job. You keep looking for the stuff around you to be peaceful. And he's like, no, peace has to be from inside of you. If you stay spirit-filled, you can be walking through a storm peaceful. Peter got out of that boat and he was walking peaceful until he started looking at the storm. And for some of y'all, I need you to stop looking at what's going on around you. And I need you to just say, I have peace because I stay spirit-filled. Long-suffering. This means to be patient. Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. I'm going to use, watch me, the, 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 the plum is going to be uh, 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 um, patience. Because... Most of us, it's pretty smallest piece of fruit on the table. We are patient until we're waiting. Now, you're very patient talking about waiting. Oh, I'm good, no problem, until you're waiting. If you don't come on. Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Patience is the level of endurance your character can take before becoming negative while being delayed or provoked. For most of us, we think this is what you think your patient is. I'm very patient. <laughs> this is what your patient is. Come on, who could be honest? Come on. You know you're impatient. You don't even like traffic. You know you're impatient. You don't like lines. Now, I ain't saying nothing wrong with not liking lines, because I don't either. Listen. <laughs> Kindness. Look at somebody say, be kind to me. Come on, we got to get out of here. Goodness. Say goodness. Goodness means what I do, I'm doing it from a good place. I'm doing it from a pure place. See, this is the opposite. This is the antithesis of what we read earlier uh, about dealing with lewdness. Uh, right? it, it dealt with the motive. It dealt with murky motive. So if I'm operating from goodness. In business, we call it good faith, which means I'm operating from the premise that you're not intentionally doing something evil. See, when you don't stay spirit-filled, you will start to connive. You, you got all these schemes and plots and plans and stuff. And God is like, this is, this is not good. Like, th this, is not, this isn't good. You, you're, not supp you're supposed to represent me. You're not supposed to, to, to be lewd in what you do. Come on, we're almost out of here. Faithfulness, this means consistency. Okay, say consistency. I'm going to use this pair for consistency. Why? Because you'll notice it's been bruised, but it's still edible. Give me anything. I'll figure out how to preach it. You better hear me today. Watch me. So this is what faithfulness looks like. It doesn't mean I didn't have to take some bruises. I didn't have to take some hits. I didn't have to make some sacrifices. I didn't have to stay up late some nights. I didn't have to get up early some days. I didn't have to do what I actually didn't really have the strength or energy to do. But I did it because I said I'm going to do it. And my word is my bond. And if I say it, I'm going to do it. I am a person of faithfulness. Go, we almost out of here. But I need us to go up. Open your mouth. Say, I'm a person of faithfulness. 
Watch me. Gentleness. Gentleness means, watch me, that everything doesn't have to be done, you ready, rough. Now, let me deal with this because some of you all's definition of rough is firm. And rough and firm are not the same thing. All right? All right? So for that, I'm going to use this orange. You ready? Or, I, no, excuse me. This is a lemon. What kind of lemon is this? Uh, this, is, this looks orange, don't it? It's from Uruguay. Guay. Excuse me. Uruguay. That's why. You got to know your, uh, your fruits. All right, here we go. <laughs> right, here we go. All right, so, so pay attention, pay attention. I can't get to it because the shell on it is so rough. And some of you, watch me, nobody, you, you say, I just want somebody to be close to me. You're too rough to get close to. <laughs> Getting close to you hurts. I just want somebody I can trust. We, we got to get through all that to get to you. We ask you what's going on. You don't say nothing. We ask you how you're feeling. You don't say nothing. We invite you to stuff. You don't come to nothing. We say speak to somebody. You don't speak to nobody. Every time we look, you're just rough. Somebody tries to be friendly. You're just rough. Why they say hi to me? And then you'll be the one saying to the Lord, Lord, I just want some godly friends. I want some godly people in my life. Nobody wants to have to unpeel you. Now, I know what some of y'all are saying, but Bishop, you don't know what I've been through. Which brings me uh, to this next one, self-control. Now, we think of self-control as stopping yourself from doing something. What if self-control was giving yourself permission to do something? What if you gave yourself permission to enjoy the day? Whether they're being stressed out about what's not right. See, we think of self-control as holding back. Self-control is not just holding back. This is tweetable. This is good. Self-control is what I give myself permission to do. Self-control is giving yourself permission to say, you know what, I worked hard this week. I'm about to have a good meal. Y'all ain't going to sit there. Listen, I, look, look, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. And we out of here. Yesterday, when I got back from my, from my trip, I, I accomplished a lot, did a lot, all that. And I've been doing this 1,000 calorie a day thing for a while. And then I would go off every couple of days or whatever. If you've never only eaten 1,000 calories, try it. You're going to, look, put it back up. We're going to need to work on your goodness, on your <laughs> patience. All of it. Because literally, most of our bodies, if you ever look at the calories, this is totally separate. The calories on some of the stuff we eat. I mean, I looked at something the other day. I said, God, no. I said, all of that in that. I like this fondue thing. It's 3,000 calories. I said, well, shoot, give me half then, because I, <laughs> I was, look, I got, listen, I, listen, I had it in my mind. I gave myself permission, say permission. permission. I said, you know what, you've been working hard, you've been doing good, you hit your goals, everything's good, you're going to work it off, you got all that. I said, I give you permission to go, so I drove to one of my favorite restaurants yesterday, and I said, listen, I'm not, I said, no, give me the whole loaf of bread. 
You'll catch the point in a minute. Catch the point in a minute. I said, no, give me this whole thing. And bring me, baby, bring me about four, five of them sauces. Watch <laughs> me. Pay attention. Because sometimes you live on red. Red light. Instead of being on green. It's quiet in here. I said, it's quiet in here. Why my lights didn't change when I said red light? <laughs> See, patience. See, the Lord is teaching y'all right now. All right. Say self-control. You need to give yourself permission to enjoy your life. You give yourself permission to enjoy, enjoy what you've worked for. It's quiet in this building. You, you got to give yourself permission. Say permission. permission. Got to give yourself permission. Got to give yourself permission. Not, not to just operate and not do, but permission to do. And what does the Apostle Paul say? Against such, there is no law. Verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its desires and its passions. What's the flesh? Your soul. Your Paul said, kill it. I'm just emotional. Kill it. Kill it. Kill your emotions. Well, I'm just, I'm just so stressed. Kill it. So that's going to fix it? You, you hollering at the kids is going to fix it. You hollering because your lights didn't turn red like they were supposed to turn red. Now that will fix it, listen. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. All right, pay attention. Pay attention. Say, kill it. Here's how I want to end this. Here's how I want to end this. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, Father. In Jesus' name, I crucify my flesh so I can bear the fruit of the Spirit. If I stay Spirit-filled, I'll bear fruit. So I call forth. We're going to call them. They're going to put the verse up. We're going to call them. Say love. Say love come from me. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If I walk in the Spirit, I'll live in the Spirit. I'm bearing the fruit of staying Spirit-filled. Can I get you to take out your phone, take out a piece of paper real quick? While you're doing that, those of you that are watching tonight, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. This is your opportunity. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. This is your opportunity. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. I need you to be sure. And, and while you're getting a piece of paper or your phone, on three, I just want you to do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, God's coming to get you. Two, he's coming to get you. Three, wherever you're at, do that hand with the emoji or say it's me. In this building, can you just raise your hand if you're in here? I see you. God bless you. Online, do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. Everybody, say this to me. Say, Father, thank you 
put down in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. But this is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days, amazing days are here for me now in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted to flow or sure, scan that QR code or text that word right there, decision, to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.